No. Yes. Man, it works every time. Hey, welcome into another episode of the Super Duper Flex Bros. This is going to be our last show pre-draft, uh, and then we might we might even do an instant takes uh, show Thursday night towards the end of the first round. Uh, but joined with me today, we got our Bengals insider Sam Fitz, um, as well as my co-host Tom. So, uh, Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having yeah, me, thanks guys. For joining last second, and, and Tom, you got some things prepped for us tonight. How, yep, how are you I'm, doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, pretty slow over here at, at the firehouse. Not too many people uh, want to call 911 unless if it's a, a true emergency these days, because everybody looks at us as carriers, which I, which I could be. Um, not not confirmed so um, it's been been pretty slow here so I've been able to do a lot of fancy research all right nice that's that's what I like to hear there's there's no downtime this time of year especially the week of the draft Uh, some some crazy news we were talking earlier and we didn't even mention this but Rob Gronkowski going to the Bucks that that's that's pretty exciting I think he steps right back into a a tight end one role he might even be might even be top five with the rapport he has with Brady. What do you guys think about uh, Gronk coming out of retirement? I think I was ticked. I dropped him in one of our leagues right at the end of the year. Yeah. I, <laughs> as soon as I read that, I was like. I I, uh, I dropped him in our 16-man league, and I took him at the end of the second in our startup a couple of years ago. So I, I feel that pain. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think the Bucks does a very smart move. Everybody loves the the Brady to Gronk connection. I, I think he'll be the the number one target in the the red zone again, and there's going to be a lot of uh, jersey sales between those those two big signings. So I think uh, everybody who held on to him, one, I I saw him available um, this this past off season, and I mean it, it. This is just too predictable, right? You get you guys both know he was coming back, right? I, I did not. I thought I thought he was loving life, but I guess he has more of a love for the game. He has more of a love yeah. for Tom. Well, I, I did see. Um, it looks like he's he's lost quite a bit of weight. So we'll see if uh, what what kind of uh, legal and illegal drugs they can get him on to help pack some of that muscle back on. So maybe he'll be reaching out to the super duper flex pros about some of those um, bicep routines so he can pack on some some size to get back on the field. Yeah, yeah, we're the we're the guys for that for sure. Well, we're gonna end the show by doing a uh, draft. We're gonna do five rounds. It's just gonna be a four person. We got uh, Team Meat Paws joining us. He's gonna have the second pick, and it's gonna be Snake. Uh, so we'll have Sam start off with the one hundred and one, followed by Meat Paws, and then Tom, and then I will be rounding out at the one hundred and four, and then the two hundred and one. So we're gonna do a super flex mock draft. Uh, this is going to be the last mock before the actual NFL draft. Um, and we're going to do this kind of with a uh, rebuilding team uh, in mind. So uh, super flex, we're definitely going to be valuing those quarterbacks. So we'll see which guys drop. Uh, but Tom, what did you have planned for us be- before we do our mock at the end of the well, show? Well, the, uh, the last night that we, uh, we spoke a couple weeks ago, um, there was a running back signing that I was pretty excited about. I'd actually just done a trade that d- did not involve this player, but involved me shipping four pieces for two pieces. 
And uh, the, the other team ended up dropping this guy, and then I scooped him up right before he got signed. But DeAndre Washington going to the Chiefs, um, he's, he's he's been in the league for a while now. I, I believe he's 27 years old. But when uh, his number was called to start in week 16 and week 17 this past year, he put up uh, 17 points both weeks. So if, uh, if Damian Williams happens to go down, I think DeAndre Washington – is a uh, solid guy to keep stashed on on your uh, your bench, and who knows, maybe the Chiefs go undefeated and they they give uh, Williams some rest towards the, the end of the stretch, and uh, Washington gets a lot of carries. How do you guys feel about DeAndre Washington? So, do you not think the Chiefs I, are going to draft point, a running back? I don't back? think they're going to spend a, a draft capital, any draft capital on on a running back. I agree. I don't think that they are either, but it just seems like all all kinds of mock drafts everywhere have them taking somebody in the first round, and I just they don't need one. Obviously, I mean they showed last year that they didn't need one. Yeah, but, I agree. But. I don't think that they uh, need a running back. And uh, DeAndre Washington's career stats: he's uh, still averaged four yards per carry and then seven yards per catch. Uh, so he's he's been pretty decent in both phases of the game, and he. I haven't heard this comparison, but who knows? Maybe the Chiefs' backfield is going to uh, mirror that of the 49ers' backfield, where there's going to be value back there every week. Oh, boy. Uh, but we're just not going to know. They, they might decide they want to limit Damian Williams with 10 to 12 carries and a few targets, and then they might give the rest to Washington and sprinkle in a third guy. Um, and it's it's going to be a high-powered offense similar to the 49ers, but you, you just might not uh, play that guy the right the right uh week so what are your guys thoughts on that yeah i, I like the uh i like the uh the comparison I, I think uh everybody's mouth tends to water a little bit when you start talking about that that niners backfield but uh i know that in, in a lot of dynasty leagues with the uh the draft upon us there's a lot of moves being made a lot of people reaching about reaching out about doing trades where what trade or what pick would you give up for deandre washington right now in, in a 12-man team um, for, for me, I would consider a third if I needed a running back. Um, but like, you know, rookies carry that excitement and there's no excitement behind DeAndre Washington right now. So I'd, I'd say maybe, maybe a mid third. Ooh, well, what if you had Damian Williams? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do the, the three Oh three. I I'd move up a couple spots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's. That's probably about where I would be if if I uh, if I had Damian Williams at a yep, probably early we're, third. We're all on the same page. I was I was thinking right about the the three hundred six, so the three hundred five and three hundred three. I think I could be uh, talked in into that as well. Um, so the uh, the next player I wanted to talk about. I know I've been been pounding the table for for this guy since uh, the first week after uh, um, the uh, NFL playoffs came to an end but Caden Smith if he's out there in free agency right now this is a tight end that you absolutely need to stash on your roster there's rumors that the 49ers are trading for Evan Ingram right now and even if they don't trade for him we all know Evan Ingram's health history he's not gonna uh, last all 16 weeks Um, so you got to go out and and add Caden Smith and in the last six weeks of uh, the Giants' season, 
four of the six weeks, he ended with 10 plus points. And if you have a tight end that gets you 10 plus points, you're going to win most of those weeks. So are, are either of you going to argue with me about this? If you have, if you have Greg Olson, Vance McDonald, uh, Cameron Brait, or Jimmy Graham, you're, you're doing dynasty wrong. You got to drop those clowns and pick up Caden Smith. <laughs> Are are you uh, are you concerned um, of two players? First, Levine Toilolo, I believe, was also picked up by the Giants. Do you think you think he gets the opportunity to start over Caden Smith? How many how many uh, ten plus point weeks did he have last last year on the, the Giants? So the, the my 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 next question. Uh, so this is Greg Kittle related. Then if if Evan Ingram does go to the 49ers do you think that moves Kittle down at all in the tight end ranks I I do not because I, I don't I don't think yeah. I don't think yeah Evan Ingram's ever going to be able to stay healthy I, I think Kittle is the main focal point of that that uh offense after the behind the running game yeah I I that was going to be my question. Was, oh, well, I, go I, was ahead, say, I, I agree. That was my thoughts. I was going to say if, if you've got a Kittle owner that's a little bit shaken up, if they do acquire Evan Ingram, not, now's the time to, to uh, try to go get Kittle before he just continues to produce. Yeah, I, I think that if they do make that trade for Evan Ingram, the only thing it does is it makes the 49ers not look for a like a one or a first or second round uh, wide receiver in this year's draft because they'll have plenty of weapons. Yeah, I think they later can guy. try to run a similar offense to the Patriots where they they can be run heavy and then kind of back in the day when the, the Patriots could support two um, good tight ends and then, you know, sprinkle in some some passes to the, the wide receivers there. But um, if, if that happens, then I think uh, I think Debo's stock goes up because, like, like you're saying, they're they're probably not going to go out and um, use high draft capital on out of receiver then. So, any any uh, remaining thoughts on Caden Smith, or have, have I done a good job selling him? Oh, I've I've got Caden Smith in all the leagues um, besides the one I'm with you, where you, you grabbed yeah. him before me. All right. Well, the next uh, tight end, I know. Um, the two of us talked about him the last show, so I wanted to get um, Sam Fitz's opinion on Darren Waller. But what kind of a season do you think he's going to have? I think that Darren Waller's going to have like a tight end five, tight end six type season. I think hope I'm hoping that he'll be a little bit more consistent than he was last year, with maybe not as high of a ceiling on those games. So I'm hoping for a higher floor, and I think that it's possible once he, he gets, gets a little bit better of rapport with <laughs> Derek Carr. Well, maybe. the good thing is Mario also would like to target Delaney Walker. So uh, if, if you're a, a Darren Waller believer, I, I don't think yeah. switching quarterbacks would, would hurt him too much. But you don't think uh, Jason Wooden goes there and uh, kind of screws things up for what Waller had going? I, I don't see it making too much of a. He's difference. getting pretty old and rusty. Well, yep. He's ready for the. Yeah. The, no, I, the I don't know if he'll be ready for that. <laughs> that. That was pretty brutal. Well, that's true. 
All right, and I know everybody's excited to get to this this mock draft, so I'll I'll keep this this uh, last guy uh, pretty short and quick. But uh, Lashawn McCoy is a player that I'm I'm seeing get dropped in a lot of dynasty leagues, and I get it. He's he's old. He's been been around the block a couple of times now, uh, but he has talked about wanting to go back and um, retiring his number in Philly, and uh, with with Jordan Howard um, headed to Miami, I think there's there's actually a pretty good chance that that the Eagles end up re-signing him. Or uh, if there's a team like the 49ers who has some injuries to, to running back, you know, because we never see that happen in San Francisco, then he could be, be signed later on in the season to help contribute. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good point. Are, are, you, uh, are you picking him up in all those leagues that you're seeing him dropped in? I, I am, I, and I would be willing to spend – probably a late third on so i'm not as high on him as i am as deandre washington right now but i think he he can still be a valuable piece towards the, the end of the season yeah i i agree if you've got room on the bench throw, throw him on there you can never have enough running backs yeah. all right so um i know myself and sam fitz had a uh, a rookie running back that we uh, wanted to talk about uh, that we're excited to see see where they land and for me, that that running back who's not really getting that much love right now is uh, Zach Moss. So he's currently ranked as the the RB six. Um, there's kind of the the big four, um, and then Clyde Edwards-Helaire is kind of the uh, the fifth one, and then Zach Moss is kind of kind of being being laughed at and, and not being invited into this uh, this the circle of of elite running backs right now. But this guy put up over uh, four thousand sixty yards. In, in college, he had 38 touchdowns. He had 18 games of 100 plus yards, and uh, he's got a pretty sick spin move. He always seems to fall forward, and he has decent hands to, to be a receiver. So, um, I know that the Bucks and the Lions are two teams that have reached out to him. So, I think if if he goes to either of those positions, he could he could easily finish in, inside that that top four of uh, rookie running backs at, at the end of the year. You guys have any thoughts about Zach Moss? Um, my, my, my thoughts with Moss, I'm just excited that we, we're finally going to get to see where he goes because I think landing spot is going to be huge. So the next time we talk about Zach Moss, we'll actually see what that landing spot looks like. And, and then we'll really be able to come up with some solid projections moving into 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the good old landing yeah, spot. Royally at, at the, the combine, uh, running a four, six, five. Um, so, you know, maybe he was wearing some ankle weights. He forgot to take them off while he was doing his box jumps early that day. But, uh, with this being the, the super duper flex bros, I mean, we've, we've all experienced bad days in the gym. You know, I, I just think it was just, it was just a bad day. You know, some days you can bench 300 other days, 150 feels pretty heavy. So I, I just uh, attribute it to it, to a bad day in the gym for him. Yeah. 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 And he, I think he might have been one of those guys that ended up having to run his 40 at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So that could have had something to do with it too. Yeah. He, he probably needed to be sipping on some of those ghost aminos or uh, get a good pre-workout in. So um, yeah, if, if uh, you're listening to the show, Zach Moss, hit me up and we'll, we'll send you some subs. <laughs> yeah. We, we know he's listening. So that, that's all we got for Zach Moss, but you want to talk about your running back fits? Yeah, the guy that uh, I'm 
seemingly higher on than most is uh, Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Uh, he's like the eighth, eighth ranked running back right now uh, behind um, Moss and who who else was he? Was he uh, AJ Dillon? And, I think like Eno Benjamin probably. Uh, um, yeah, okay. and Eno Benjamin that was the other one. But he was he was at uh, Vanderbilt in SEC school with a terrible offensive line, a terrible offense in general. And in 2018, he averaged 7.9 yards per carry. And then last year he went down a little bit. It was 5.2, but it's still 5.2 yards per carry. And he rushed for over 1,000 yards both years with a terrible offensive line and a terrible offense altogether. I think if he's put in the right situation with a good offensive line, he'll show what he can do. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I'm uh, Once again, I'm excited to see where he lands so we can uh... – actually come up with a with a good opinion on what his opportunity is going to look like but yeah those back-to-back thousand yard seasons uh it, it doesn't really matter to me who the competition was if the offensive line was that bad um it it shows more of his skill set and his power so i'm i'm excited to see where he goes yeah. and even uh um the uh the landing spot is, is so important but but even if aj Dillon has has a better landing spot than Keyshawn vaughn i'll still take Vaughn. 10 times out of 10. A.J. Dillon's stock is rising way too ridiculously right now. And this guy was not involved in the, the passing game at all. People think he's going to be Derrick Henry, and he's a- nothing a- like a- Derrick Dillon Henry. He's just big. The That's about it. fourth ranked uh, rookie player, and he's climbed all the way up to 22. So not only is he inside the top 10, but he, he's just outside Holy the cow. top 20 overall of, of rookies. So watch out for that uh, that trap. Yeah, that's 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 quite the rise. Uh, yeah, but people like to make those comps of players they've seen recently. So I I get the Derrick Henry comp. Well, you guys ready to get this yeah, draft started? And, and before we do, we have a uh, a guest appearance here by by Sean, Mister Meat Paws himself. Welcome, Sean. Hello, All right. everybody. <laughs> How you doing, Sean? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, all right. You, you ready? You ready to do this yeah, mock? Do it. All right. All right. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit the start button. So we got 60 seconds on the clock. This is gonna be a. Oh no! I don't know who I'm gonna take. Super flex. Uh, Sam Fitz, our Bengals insider, has the number one pick. Um, so we can all make a, a guess on who he's gonna be. Uh, taken, uh, but so this is going to be with, Justin Herbert. This is going to be with the mindset of a a rebuilding team. So pretend your team doesn't have anybody you care about, and you're you're looking to build the most competitive, uh, balanced team. All right, so we'll get started now. So so Sam. All right, with the one hundred and one, I think I'm gonna shock you all. Sam, you don't have to tell us too much of why you you took Burrow, but as we get later in the draft, if you want to explain why you went with the pick you did, uh, the the mic is yours. All right, sounds good. Yeah, there's not too much to to talk about, I don't think. I think that I've made it pretty clear that Burrow has the – the 101 for me, no matter what. I don't care what your team looks like. I feel like if you have the number one spot, 
you're ta- you should be taking Joe Burrow. If if Burrow somehow went to Miami, would that change at all to you? Um, no, I don't. I don't think it would. I think that uh, he's got enough offensive talent around him there, like with Devontae Parker, and I think they grab. Even if they don't grab a, a running back early, I think they grab another uh, wide receiver or something that that I think that they they'd be able to he'd be able to figure something out. But maybe I'm wrong. Crazier things have happened. Everyone thought Ryan Leaf was going to be a yeah for sure hit exactly. too. So Tom is on the clock at 102. Meet Paz took Tua. So I'm I'm on the Tom? clock with the 103. Yep, so yep. I'm going to go ahead and take Justin Herbert. I know there's some possible elite running backs, and uh, all the, the wide receivers still on the board, but I think he's just the, the safest uh, pick here. So. so at the turn, at the 104 and the 201, uh, since you guys got your quarterbacks, I, I wanted to have the positional advantage at running back, so I took uh, Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. All right, at the uh, uh, well, that the the one hundred six. I'm actually going to reach a little bit. Most people have Dobbins ahead of them, but I actually like what I saw out of Cam Akers at the combine. So I'm going to select Cam Akers at the one hundred six. No surprise for me. I'm going to take the best receiver on the board here. I'm going to go CD Lamb. CD Lamb at the one hundred seven. Back to you, Sam, at the one hundred eight. I'm going to take uh, J.K. Dobbins with the 108. Uh, I I think that he has the opportunity to be a three-down back, and I'm a Ohio State fan, so and you get kind back of a back homer picks. pick, I guess. Yeah, and I'm going to have to go Jerry Judy here. 1A, 1B with C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. I feel like it's pretty pretty consensus. Even though I'm not totally sold on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think I'm going to have to take him here just to uh, – I don't like Zach Moss much, so got to go with him at the 110. Yep. So at the at the 111, at, of all the mock drafts I've seen, this is kind of the pick that, that varies. I feel like everybody that's gone off the, uh, the list so far – um, it's, it's, it's pretty standard. Um, there's, there's some things that, that I, I didn't really like about rugs or Rager's game. So I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with, uh, Justin Jefferson, who I think is an above wide receiver in all aspects. One twelve. All right. Man. So at the, at the turn with my third and fourth pick, um, I definitely have to get a quarterback and then I'm looking at the wide receivers as well. So at quarterback, I'm going to go with who I think is the highest upside quarterback, and that's going to be Jalen Hurts. And then at wide receiver, I think one of the, the more well-rounded um, wide receivers outside of uh, C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy is T. Higgins. So I will take Higgins at the uh, 13th pick. All right. At the, uh, at the 14th pick, so my team already has a quarterback, a running back and a wide receiver. Um, so with this being super flex, just to ensure that I win this draft, this five round draft, I'm going to take Jordan Love. 
even though there's a couple of higher receivers ranked than him, I really like Denzel Mims. Uh, his film looks awesome. He had a great combine, and uh, I just I think he's got more upside in the long term than Rager or Ruggs. So I think he's going to be my pick. It's a good pick. That's who I was going to take. But I think that I'm going to go. I'm going to keep keep Rager and Ruggs both off the board here, and I'm going to go with. Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he's a he's a that big bodied receiver that I think can be a a uh, red zone th- uh, threat for whoever he goes to. This is a lot harder once you get down here without <laughs> without landing spots, isn't it? We won't have to talk about landing spots for about eight months after this. <laughs> so not until we start looking at the twenty twenty one rookies. Uh. And then I'm going to go with another higher upside guy that I think I think is going to be a good NFL receiver with Lavishka Snow. I'm also reaching a little bit more here. I also along with Denzel Mims, I do like Brandon Ayuk. Uh, again, you know, possible mid first rounder. Uh, I've seen him in some mock drafts. I just I can't pass him up here. I like him too much. Well, even though uh, Rager and Ruggs are, are going to go well before this guy, how fitting I get to draft the uh, running back I was just pumping up with my last pick here with Zach Moss. All right. And I'll take the guy I'm going to be targeting in the second round of all drafts. That's going to be Brian Edwards. He has some of the most impressive measurables um, as far as wide receivers coming into this draft. And that's going to be my second wide receiver, too. So that's the end of the draft. Um, I feel pretty good about my team. I've got Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift at running back. Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Uh, I think he finds the field uh, no matter which team he ends up on. And then uh, T. Higgins and Brian Edwards as my wide receivers. So uh, Tom, Sean, and, and Sam, for, you guys my team. I, I've got uh, I've got Justin Herbert and Jordan Love in the super flex position for running backs. Cam Akers and Zach Moss and my lone wide receiver, the underrated Justin Jefferson. I got Tua. Even though he possibly won't see the field this year, he's just got too much uh, too much potential to pass up. Uh, my wide receivers, I'm pretty happy with. I got C.D. Lamb, Denzel Mims, and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, not thrilled with my running back choice, but at that point there really wasn't much else. So I went with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I got, I've got Joe Burrow, uh, as my quarterback. I've got JK Dobbins as my, my one and only running back here. And then I, I, I like my wide receiver core with Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman and LaVisca Chenault. Um, I think I've got might, might not be the best team this year, but I think those three receivers. All are right, cool. The the main purpose to uh, do this mock was we're going to be drafting against all you guys this year, so I wanted to see which guys uh, we should be stealing from you and sniping. So I appreciate this data. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> in all seriousness, I appreciate you guys joining the show tonight. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap things up. So luckily this is going to be the last show that we have to talk about landing spots and um, predictions on, on what, what uh, NFL teams are going to 
value these guys at. So any uh, closing thoughts uh, before we uh, look at the draft in a couple of days? Or, uh, Tom, you want to get us out of here? Well, I, I took a screenshot of these teams. So um, after the, the draft and we do our next mock, we can see how much this changes depending on, on where players like Jalen Hurts and Zach Moss and Denzel Mims ends up. Um, but until next week, post-combine, keep it flexy. Do you have any uh, any hot takes for the draft, like the actual draft? Um, I, th- I think the Patriots are going to make a move. I, th- I think um, – and I thought, I thought of this a little while ago. So I think now that Detroit last – uh, Darius Slay. I think the Patriots will send one or two defenders and their first round pick to to Detroit uh, for for their pick, and then I, I think they come in and I don't know if they would take Tua or if they take Herbert or who. I don't. Um, but I I think I think uh, the, I think the Patriots shock everyone and make a move. Uh, that's definitely a hot take. <laughs> so. So, th- so this is this is why I think this will happen because Detroit lost Darius Slay. He was the face of their defense, and Patricia has his ties to the Patriots. And right. Patricia knows once he gets fired, he's going to be able to crawl back to New England. All right, Sean's in, and and so, all right, cool. But so so he wants to set up New England for success when he's back as like a, a defensive line coach. In a couple of seasons, get a couple gonna, more Super Bowl rings. He's gonna go all the way back <laughs> to defensive line coach. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They can't. They can't bring him back as defensive coordinator right away. Well, didn't they do that to with McDaniel's? Didn't he go away, get a head coaching job for a year, and come right back to offensive coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He did. Um, so that's that's kind of what I I think Patricia's gonna set the Patriot Patriots up for success. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah. That's that's my hot take. So, do you have any thoughts, Tom? Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of trades in in the first round. I think I think this year, especially with it being so digital, this draft is going to be the most like a fantasy football draft, where there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of mixed messages sent, and then there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, picks that that come in last second because a lot of teams are going to kind of kind of dangle that pick and say it's it's OTB. So I, 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 I think there's going to be some some surprising moves. So I think uh, it's kind of, kind of a cop-out on an answer, but so, something big is going to happen. I've got a good one. Yeah, what's yours? I don't think come Friday Christian Kirk is going to be an Arizona Cardinal. 